Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you, the double point. The double point. What does that mean? What does that mean? Does it mean I just had too much coffee and I'm overly excited? Or does it mean I have a special guest? If you said all of the above, you would be right. I just had a double espresso and one of the best flat whites I've ever had. And uh, my guest this Thursday afternoon is uh, he's one of my favorite stand-up comedians. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Buddy. I, just, I just think you're... Uh, before you fucking start talking with your Midwest, aw shucks, horse shit from Wisconsin, from Wisconsin we got Nate Craig who has a new uh, special out called Live at the Green Mill. Gorgeously shot special. Top-notch material. You can watch it for free on YouTube.com slash ATC. Please welcome Nate Craig, everybody. Nate Craig, double point. Bam! That's, that's what it's all about. Also caffeinated. Also caffeinated. Where'd you, where do you go? Man, I was at my house. I made me uh Man, I didn't even get out of the fucking house. Man, I'm the only guy I ever met. I'm the only guy I ever met. Got my oh, own coffee right. bean. <laughs> that's right. We did, we did a gig a long time ago, and we were just on the road, middle of nowhere. Some airport somewhere. Yeah, and we just started doing this redneck character that was just talking shit. It was and some dude in the airport that, that I think I flew, and I and when we both landed, I was like, "Get this guy!" It was just burned into my head. I'm gonna go. Only guy I ever met. I'm the only guy I ever met with <laughs> anything. I'm the only guy I ever met had a bass boat that went through two counties. Just telling fairy tales yeah. about himself. The only guy I ever met. I'm the only guy I ever met. <laughs> I'll let you know when I meet another that's equal to my stature. I love. I, who did I see recently? Where I just saw someone was like talking shit. Just over nothing. That's when it's funny to me. You know, if you actually really do something great, just shut up. Why would you talk shit about it? That makes it even better. Like when Barry Sanders would just f- break everybody's ankle in the secondary. Sorry, Packers fan. Score a touchdown and then just hand the ball to the ref. Like, you know, his wife told him to get milk and eggs. Oh, here you go, honey. Mm-hmm. Just that easy. But if you sit there, I feel like, and you know, and you tug on your jersey and you do that 300 yell. For an almost first down. Well, then you're also, yeah, but you're also pissing off the defense and they're going to, you know, get a little bee in their bonnet. They're going to try a little harder. But when you, when you act like it isn't shit, I feel it's demoralizing. Well, so they know more is coming. No offense taken, dude. Watching Barry Sanders run through the Packers was, that was some of the most fun. Him and Randy Moss. Those are my two. Dude, he destroyed the Patriots so bad. Like, we never play them. They're in the N- NFC. We p- play them once every three years. In his career, he fucked us so bad that it's it's part of his permanent highlight reel. We have a, a corner where he faked him out so bad he was running in the same direction as Barry. He looks over this shoulder, Barry goes over there, looks over that shoulder. He went like right by him. It was it was like an F one pass where the guy's trying to block. It was just it was useless. Yeah, those are the best. Though that's the easiest, uh, greatest of all time argument in my mind. What's that? Running back. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Uh, There's nobody like Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders played on dog shit teams for 10 years. Yes. Eight straight 2,000-yard season or something like that. Couldn't take it anymore. It was just like... Played 10 years, rushed for 15,000 and change, and just decided, you know, to walk away, which was the smart move now you're seeing with, like, CTE. And I was was talking to somebody about that. Like, the all-time rushing record by Emmitt Smith is one of the safest records. Like, no one's ever going to touch that. You just just don't get the carries anymore. Yeah, nobody's doing that. Yeah. They turned them all into Roger Craig, who was ahead of his time. Third down backs, receiving backs, receiving backs, on possession the first down. running backs. That's right. 
you got to have hands like a wide receiver now. That's mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. And that's what I always liked about your comedy. <laughs> hands like a wide receiver. That's a great analogy, Bill. I'm it glad is. you said that. No, this, like, dude, like I'm telling you, um, anytime you open for me, people always going, oh, my God, who, who, you know, how come I don't know about this guy? This is a guy you have to know about. Like, I'm not just blowing smoke, dude. Your whole style and, and the level of your comedy is, I'm not going to do this in 45 minutes if you're going to be, like, uncomfortable here. I'm just, like, beyond respect you as a stand-up comedian. Today, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. Today, I consider myself the most underrated <laughs> person with a special that's coming, that is out right now on YouTube.com slash ATC. Nate Craig, live at the Green Mill. Um, Two specials. My second ATC special. Sorry. Thank you for having me. All right. I'm talking about, we're selling this one. I know, I know. Not your other franchise. I know. Um, no, this one's better because, I mean, well, you did it. So I, I mean, also. This, this is, this is, we taped it at the Green Mill. You guys, thank you. This who, is awesome. Who's the director? Because it's oh, gorgeous. I, yeah, absolutely. My buddy Hunter's Connor Herms is from Madison. Hunter Connor Herms. Hunter Connor's Herms is That sounds name. like a first round wide receiver that doesn't pan out. <laughs> <laughs> that hy anytime a receiver has a hyphenated last name he's gonna love he, that he has he already has like a fucking torn meniscus that <laughs> right. went undiagnosed uh he's incredibly talented him and, and the director of photography was uh jack whaley both uh madison wisconsin guys but came down Went all business. Chicago, just I like said, Aaron Rodgers. Well, we got the Green Mill. Did I ever tell you the special about how we got the event? Because nobody's ever shot there before. If you haven't been to the Green Mill, it's incredible. It's a famous jazz club in Chicago. It's founded in 1907. It's Capone's old spot. He used to escape from people trying to murder him through the tunnel into Dude, the stage. Dude, every I fucking place on. in fucking Chicago was Capone's old spot. Yes. Anything in Kansas City. I was in Buffalo one day. Yeah, Capone used to have this place. Oh, when we were in Peoria. Right? He used to come down to Peoria and that... Kansas City, uh, Peoria, and Buffalo. Yeah. I played a, an old supper club. And they were like, this is one of Capone's joints. Uh -huh. And you see, they, they got the, the, the escape fucking tunnels. They had them down there, too. <laughs> and they were all, like, bricked up. That, that, was guy, his, that was in his rider. That guy's real estate portfolio. If he had just paid taxes <laughs> on it you had, you had and to, worn a condom. He had to dig tunnels. Yeah, he did. Don't you want a vault? No, no, no. No, I don't. So, but this one's real. Bullet holes in the wall. The whole, the whole nine. I mean, mm -hmm. it's incredible. Um, so we got to shoot there. The, um, I, you know, I had, I had ATC call him, and I think he thought he's just like a, like, no email kind of guy. Like he's right. just like, and and uh, I think he thought he was talking, you know, because movies shoot there. Uh, James Con Thief that was shot there. Like, was that shot there? Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. watched that movie yeah, yeah, yeah. two months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and so like he's used to he's used to big things trying to get a hold of him and nobody's ever shot a special there so I gave it to ATC I think he thought he was talking to like a network like a big you know big money and he was Hollywood type shit as opposed uh -huh. to like you know jerk what offs this, like us what yeah. this well I, get it. I, I see what you're saying hey <laughs> <Nick> Craig everybody <laughs> well I mean in this day and age when the you know the the Writers Guild is uh, striking for all the right reasons we got to make the distinction between ATC and your behemoths your right. corporate owned behemoths. And he thought uh, he was talking to one of those, and he so he gave some uh, you know ridiculous price, and and Mike comes back to me like it's 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 too much. And right. I was like, all right, well that's not a no, but I had gotten his phone number, so I called him myself. I was like, hey man, I just want to let you know, Nate Craig, not afraid to walk up to the pretty girl in the bar. Okay, not, so you go back. Uh, not afraid to uh, to <laughs> cross the line. 
And they got this show on Saturday, which is one of the best shows in America. Paper, paper machete, it's called. Saturday afternoon show. Standing room only in Chicago. These people come out for Paper machete. Yeah, it's a live it's magazine. Paper mache. And so I call him and I was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, you know, I'm doing this special with Bill Burr's company and shooting at your spot would be a dream come true. But if nothing more, I just want to let you know, you got a great show there on Saturdays. The producers are doing a great job. Your bar's the best. I've always loved it. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, you know, I'm off booked through the middle of next year. You know, I just can't, you know, I just can't give you guys a weekend. You know, I just can't do it. You know, I got to, I got to cancel my accident I know this night. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, I, I get it. I get it. It's just, I'm shooting this special and I'm going to find a place, but I just want to let you know. Sorry for bothering you. I want to say how much I respect you and your place. Oh, you're the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would be. It's it's shooting my special. Oh, you're the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just my special. Oh, well, you know, I can give you an off night or something like that. I just can't cancel all my other acts, you know. I could give you like a Wednesday or a Sunday. I was like, can you give me Wednesday, June 1st? He says, I don't see why not. Done deal. Came down, came down from the number he had given us 90% and just gave it to me. Because he, because I was some schmuck calling with that no, crossed, you you, crossed the line and called him on his cell nah, phone. No, 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 Woke him up from his nap. Wisconsin, wholesome. <laughs> like you know what his big move is when we when we go out on the road together and we're in the Midwest. I always say to him, "Wait, wait, you know." You gotta sniff it out. Where, where around here is there a good milkshake? You gotta sniff it out. No, no. Uh, am I saying it right? Malt. Malt. Or a milkshake. No, whatever. no. Malt. Malt. It's gotta be malted milk because be. they don't do that on the East Coast. Well, also custard. Uh, in Wisconsin, it's that extra. It's custard. I don't know about. I am not a custard. You gotta guy. put eggs in it. No, no, no. It's it's just it's just. You just gotta go full heart attack. You gotta go full blown <laughs> cardiac arrest, buddy. <laughs> I got to be honest with <laughs> no, you. I've been doing this thing, and yes, I have lost some weight. Thank you for not noticing. Um, You're streamlined, Bill. I'm not going to bullshit you. You're ready for the Olympics. Before you, <laughs> before you do this, before before we get off milkshakes, I, the first time I ever worked with you, do you remember this? It was the it was the week your hot, your roof caved in, and we had. I yes. mean, we we were we knew each other. We weren't quite friends yet, and we were driving from Milwaukee, Madison to Milwaukee, and your roof caves in, and you're calling your contractor, I'm and you're to... calling your wife, and you were furious. And like you, I mean, you were you threw at one point you I threw went, your phone I across went, the car. I went Ryan Leaf, dude. You went Ryan Leaf right. versus a beat reporter, and I'm like, because my house was literally collapsing, washing down the mountain, and nobody that was home in the house knew what to do. Yeah, and I'm like, go up the fucking and ladder, put fucking the, do something, like put, put a fucking a bucket in over the hole and something, <laughs> and they're all like. Well, I mean, it's just the, the water's wet and it's going to get on the ladder. Yeah. And Oh, yeah, that was, that was The water bad. was wet. The water was wet. That was, okay, this is what the fuck happened. Oh, this still pisses <laughs> no, me off. No, no, hold on. Let's, let's not go oh. down there. See, you get, see, that's the thing. You get, I will fucking you get this. whipped. You, you spiral. Look, so anyway, I long, sto that house long story short, long story short, I'm just, we, there's, where there's no GPS. I'm just pointing, exit here, exit here. You're fucking, what are you at? Ah, and then you fucking drive, you get us to the- Honey, we get to, up the fucking ladder <laughs> and make something happen. You get to, we go to Cops Frozen Custard. It's in Brookfield there outside of Milwaukee. We go to Cops, pull over, I order your milkshake. You're still, now you're yelling at the contractor. You're mid-conversation. I hand you the milkshake and I just like go out and I'm like, I make a phone call or something. I come back. You're like, I know. Well, no, no, no. And then you're like, hey, dude, this milkshake's fantastic. Yeah, no, no. I'm. <laughs> Do you remember that at all? Do you remember no, that? No, because it was a blind rage. Now, let me tell you what it happened. It was a blind rage. Let you me tell you what out. happened. I'm surprised you remember any okay. of this. We bought this great old house. I love old shit. It's a fucking disease to love old shit because it always needs to be repaired. So one of the front rooms 
was Nia's office. All right. I love Nia like the like, best. Uh, yes. She, I just love her. And it was her office. And I wanted it, you know, it had this awful fucking rug that somebody had stapled onto the hardwood floors from, you know, in the 70s. That's right. You had also got the floors done. So you got the floors done, the roof caves in, the rain's going through the roof. So this is what happened. Oh, man. So I have the rugs taken up. The, the, I get this fucking guy, he, he, he with little, the, the wood glue and whatever the fuck it is, dowels, he, he, you know, all the staples, gets those all done, sands this thing, and just shellacks this thing. It's fucking gorgeous it's a beautiful warm room creative space mm -hmm. for my lovely wife yes okay meanwhile of course you know i buy the house it needs a new fucking roof so whatever reason these old houses they some of them uh don't this one did not have like an attic it had more of like a crawl space okay and uh there was a crawl space and then there was like a hatch and you could go up on to the roof we were up there we used to watch the fireworks on fourth of july up there so for whatever reason back in the day in the 1920s the drain spouts, you know, they, 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 they'd have the corner of the roof, right? They would lean it down like that, and they would drain into these spouts. These spouts, for whatever reason, they ran them into the crawl space and then back out the front of the house. So there's this precarious moment where all the water on the roof for like three feet goes down like a J-trap almost. And then, and then like you see the, these things coming outside the house. It never made any fucking sense. So when these guys... Just for looks? I don't know why. So when these guys went to go redo the roof, they unhooked the fucking thing. <laughs> and they never... They hooked the other one back up. They never hooked this one up. You moved the gray headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Uh -huh. Why? The poltergeist. First fucking rainstorm we have. Niagara Falls. It went right into the house, pulled, collapsed the ceiling all over that gorgeous hardwood floor and kept going down. Oh, buddy. Into the, the, the fucking bootleg bullshit. This guy was like a photographer. There was like a developed camera room in there or something. I mean, I didn't give a fuck about that. And it was all all of this money I just I had just spent it. And then I knew what those guys were going to say. They came over. They go, oh, gee, there's a problem right there. I'm like, you guys didn't know. Oh, no, we hooked it back up. There's nothing. I just said, get the fuck out of here. Just get the fuck out of here. And that ended up turning into redoing that room and then having then remodeling that ended up turning into like a fucking year and a half of my life and my first time dealing with contractors where they're great about showing up the first day and gutting your house and then you're fucked and then they get on with the 17 other jobs they have and it's always like today we're installing this and then they install it next is that all right well wh when are we gonna do that i have to order it it's like can you fucking pre-order because yeah, this is this is when you know it's like a flip or like the builder is doing it. There's two houses in my neighborhood that both started being redone. Okay, one of them is fucking done already. The other one looks like they just started fucking three months ago. And that's the difference between a private person hired a contract as opposed to a guy that flips houses for a fucking living. When they flip houses for a living, it's just bam, bam, yeah, he's bam, got a business bam, partner. bam, The contractor's bam. his business partner. Yes, and they fucking get those things done in like, you know, 90 days. And these other things, it's like 90 years. So that's what ended up happening. And then there was the, uh, oh my God, then it was the insurance companies and... Um, I, I still had a mortgage and the, the insurance check came and it was made out to me and my mortgage company. I had to sign the money over to them. Mm -hmm. And then they had to inspect each level to make sure that I was spending the money 
on the house and not just keeping it and having a keg party because they fucked everybody over. They fucked the entire country over. And they, people were so upside down in their houses. They were like, well, what the fuck's the point of fixing this? I'll just go, you know, I'm never going to make my money back. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense. So then they grabbed you by the back of the neck. This was my insurance, my insurance money. I paid the premium. This bank has nothing to do with it. And this is, this is all of this shit that these politicians with red and blue ties both sign off on because the insurance companies and the banks would put these cunts and keep them in fucking, oh, keep them in fucking office. So I had to sign this fucking thing over like a little kid when my... My checking account was balanced. They should be asking me for fucking tips rather than talking to me like I'm some fucking (laughs) eight-year-old, you know, who just got a bag of candy and you got to make sure, you know, I I don't eat it all in one sitting. Oh, Nate, why would you bring that up? You should have showed up at that company with a bunch of guys with clipboards. You want to show us your books here? Hey, Citibank. uh, They're they're too, uh, it's, it's like. I never understood why the meter kept running during that whole housing crash. Or, well. Actually, during the pandemic. Why I mean, they still gave themselves bonuses yeah. at the end of the fucking year and nothing happens. In the pandemic Why, is it, what it, I mean. And you would, you would think, you would think that, you know, with the, the how crazy they get over a joke that somebody says or, 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 or a book that comes out or a fucking whatever. Some guy with a fucking AK, whatever the fuck those guns are, does a little rant on a thing like uh, on Instagram, like how much they flip out of, oh my God, what's happening to America? And then these fucks can do whatever they want and then give themselves a bonus in the end. Like something I joke about my podcast. I always love like when you're in the corporate world, what you always blame is the shareholders. Well, pressure from the shareholders, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. But then at the end of the year, when they just give themselves a $100 million bonus, it's like, well, what do the shareholders think about that? Because that's all our fucking money that you just stole. Mm-hmm. A bonus? You just took it. I don't know. No, I'm with What you, are we buddy. talking about? We talking about a stand-up special here? We're talking we, about we, we, your talking crawl about... space that filled up like a car you drove off a bridge. And yes, now we're yes. talking about my stand-up special. No, but I hear you, buddy. I don't understand how, how we let them get away with it. But it's just easier to go after your, you know, your neighbor than it is to go after, uh, to find the uh, it's a soft Citibank soft corporate targets. headquarters. Yeah, soft targets. Good luck they... getting into that industrial park. Well, there was your... a guy whose toupee was as orange as my beard, who claimed he was going to drain the swamp. Remember that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the funniest thing ever. Mm -hmm. To be neck deep in the swamp that you're saying you're going to fucking... Oh, and that goes for Biden, too. There's no partisan politics here, buddy. Well, to be fair, they wouldn't let him in the swamp after a while. They wouldn't. Nobody would loan him money anymore. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. You declare bankruptcy enough fucking times. Yeah. But he's great at business. Your only, your only option is the, Ru- the Russian mob. He's great at business. That <laughs> guy's great at business. Yeah. He, 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 made, he wrote the book. <laughs> he wrote the book. Uh, I'll uh, tell you. You know what? When they put his name on a hotel, though, that place is the shit. And liberals have to get over that, too. You got to understand, he's not in there, and he doesn't own the hotel. He's like a Kardashian. They he didn't, just, he didn't even get a good brand. He didn't even get, get a good, good deal on the sign. I think the I like the Trump sign. It's just like him. It's blunt. It's not. It's not scriptive. It's just Trump. Fuck you or whatever. I do love his dancing. I saw there was there was a fucking. (laughs) Oh my god! He just just say, and he gets the knees going. I fucking love that shit. Uh, I like that he. I love that he sucks at dancing and totally has confidence. That's always. I, I I there's a. I can't hate that part of him. It's the perfect dance for those crowds. Dude, it's a perfect dance for me. <laughs> no, don't. Anything, he's, he's not hurting anybody. He's just dancing. Anything to keep from move, moving your legs. 
No, he does move the legs. He's got a little fucking, he's got a little like, like knee thing that he does. It was just kind of, <laughs> it's like, it's almost the Conan dance. The Conan dance. Oh, man. He does it like this with the, the two fists in the, uh, but I will, I will tell you this though. He's going to stop doing it because once somebody said it looks like he's given a double hand job. I, I, I'm calling he's going to stop because I remember I used to love when he did this because I love the fucking dual hand job fucking dance. It's hilarious. But I always used to love when he would do his show and he'd be like, blah, 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 back and forth. You know what? You're fired. And he would, he would go like that. Yeah. And people started saying, I don't know, it's like a cobra. It's like a snake. Then he, he stopped doing it. He stopped doing it. Like he doesn't like being like made fun of like that you know yeah he's just poor bastard man you just see the sad childhood of no hugs with that guy Ooh, yeah it's, yeah it's whatever i don't feel i don't pitting feel kids against each second. other that guy's the worst but here's what we need this is what i'm well, excited thank God for. we replaced him with a fucking warmonger with dementia this <laughs> that guy's the worst this is what we need these no time out these last two guys are the two worst people that have ever been fucking president in my life they neither one of them are presidential material it's like a fucking joke all right so we've both Elected a fucking jerk off. All I want is somebody sane in this next one. Like Biden has to just put him in a fucking home. That guy should be sitting on a porch somewhere. Yeah. He can't, I, he can't even finish a speech, dude. He clearly they put sunglasses on him. So when he starts freaking out where he doesn't know where he is, that'll make the stock market plunge. He clearly knows. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have the president he does like, get giving a, a basic speech about fucking whatever. And all of a sudden, like he does get a scary look in his eye when he goes up on his lines. But I, I, he clearly knows his way around the government. I mean, because he gets legislation passed. All I, I That's the thing. I, I can't handle. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still they, that guy. Still. You think that that guy's actually. Yeah. Remembering. Oh, they just got Sweden and NATO. But I'm saying he did that? Mm, he did not do it. I mean, he... <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you guys. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I can't. Look, if, look, if look, you, look. If, you, if you're going you're gonna to sit there and say Trump's a jerk off, you can't sit there and, and act like Biden no, 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 the, should be driving anything. The, I, I, He's I, driving I never, the bus, I never, I never forgave him for voting he, for the Iraq war. I'm not even going to fucking, I'm not even going to go there. Okay. Don't, he don't, don't is worry. your driver from LAX. I, there is. Are you looking at your phone or are you fucking looking at him the whole way? <laughs> <laughs> to make sure he doesn't take it down to San Diego. The good news is I don't think he can press the gas pedal very hard. I the thing about well he'd lie to you and tell you that he could. The thing about this is what I need. This is what I really want. I was last in my class and uh, put my foot on the accelerator, and now I'm first. Out of this, this is what I want out of this Trump candidacy this time around. This is what we need as a country. Because I th DeSantis, more dancing. Everybody's saying DeSantis is cooked. We need who's is that the Florida guy? The Florida guy, Florida man. We need Florida man to get enough of the primary vote so that he overtakes Trump a little bit. And then Trump says that the Republican primary is rigged. And when he does that, everybody's going to click in their head. And they're going to be like, oh, he's doing this shit again. But All now right, but my we can't blame the Democrats. This is inside the, the Republican Party. There's no difference between them. I'm just saying, keep it. It, may, it simplifies it, Bill. I'm just trying to keep it in one yard. If, if, he's, if he's saying that everything's rigged, which is horseshit you don't you don't want to lose elections don't nominate the most hateable guy in the history of the country if he's, if he's saying everything's rigged it's been i just it is rigged. for the sake that i don't i don't think there's any question that more people <laughs> well, okay, voted well, against that guy dude, what no, about nobody how, voted how many times for biden bernie sanders Very, why are we talking about this but how many times does bernie sanders have to fucking win the democratic uh fucking nomination they don't even give it to him i know 
I know. These are the liberals. Yeah, you got it stolen from. We got it fucking with the people. And I care. So, my heart breaks for the walruses. <laughs> they're fucking. They're, they're the same people. I, yeah, I'm, I, there's. St I still like the game of it. If I have to, if I have to, you know, stomach it. I want to see. This is what I, I want to see. I want to see the right play and okay. and the and the let's get out of hilarious this I, I, I want to ask you this it's going to be when trump says that desantis has rigged the primary watch that that's fun why is bill walton's 30 for 30 as long as michael jordan's the last dance wow is it i, I didn't even watch it <laughs> i didn't watch it is it all narrated by bill walton yeah and it's just like how many times did you take an elbow to the bridge of your nose i didn't even watch it who can reach who can reach his nose but it is interesting i mean i don't want to get on ginger on ginger hate here this isn't what i'm sounds trying like to that's do. the direction you're going um yeah i don't i don't know i just i, I not enough knees he just, ran out of knees no it wasn't his feet feet knees probably all the above i feel that guy i that's, feel like something happens to you on the way to portland <laughs> When you get drafted by the Blazers, you're fine. And on the way there, something happens to your knees or your feet. Too much hiking. There's something about the, the angle. Do they have a raked sort of angle at the, at the airport when they, you land? They got topography. Is that what it is? They got, they got, a, little, they got a little topography up there. Stepping over all those tie-dyed homeless people up there. Maybe you, <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, dude, they, Bill Walton, Sam Bowie. And uh, the guy, he never even played in the NBA, the, 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 the guy from Ohio State. Greg Oden. Greg Oden. Oh, Thank wow. you, Aaron. Nice poll, Aaron. Yeah, Oden. Yeah. Unreal. The youngest. Like, what are the fucking odds? Every time they get the number one pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I would pull a Kobe and be like, I'm not playing there. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going there. Something's going to. There's something like, you know, the Ghost Hunters show that they always have, you know, when they try to find the ghost. They got to figure out what's going on when you get drafted as a big man. When the Portland Trailblazers have the number one pick. Although, uh, Big Red got him a championship. He did do that. What about Sabonis? Sabonis was a nice big man. Underrated. That, that Portland They've team. They've had some good Duckworth. That Portland team beat those Lakers, those Kobe Shaq Lakers, five games out of seven games. Mm -hmm. That team was great. They had Steve Smith. They had Who else did they have on that team? That I'm team a was hockey loaded. guy. I, 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 that team was loaded. And Sabo, Arvita Sabonis down low, just dishing. I mean, he was doing globetrotter shit. His big 150-pound <laughs> yeah. head. This, this, this year in the NBA was great. I mean, seeing the, the fucking Nuggets in there, just something different. That's great. I love it. It's great. I Nobody love. makes... He, that guy, Jokic, what's his name? Joker? Jokic. Jokic. He Jokic. makes that fucking basket. He, he shoots like he's throwing a paper airplane into a football stadium. That thing just lands so effortlessly in the net. I love watching that guy play ball. And he pat, that team was loaded. I, yeah, it was a happy, no problem with the Nuggets championship. Yeah. I will say the way he moves, I just, after a while, I was going like, is he really faking people out with the, I mean he he doesn't look like it's not smooth it's not smooth it's very Larry Bird it's not smooth where it's yeah. going in but it doesn't look good I don't even know what sport <laughs> it looks like what sport does it look like the, the only thing that we send back and forth which is I mean if they started showing this on ESPN ping that pong. fucking ping pong, ping pong shit pong, dude dude he sends me these clips and he, and he goes look what I did to you in the second round of the Beijing whatever <laughs> and these fucking guys this is why you don't talk to me anymore oh my god dude <laughs> That and the badminton shit. I'll tell you, there's two fucking sports badminton. in Asia right oh, yeah. now that if they had them that over here, they got, oh my God. Revolutionized sports fandom, period. The, the fuck, like, dude, these guys are like 
30 feet from the table. Nobody's rigging a badminton game, Bill. Wham! With, with the, with the, uh, the uh, what I love about badminton is the ultimate changeup. It's coming at you like 200 miles an hour. It and then, comes the, off the, the racket at like 140, and then it's falling yeah. to the earth all soft and shit. That's like in baseball, the emergency swing when you think you're guessing fastball and it's a changeup and you got to do that and everybody in the dugout laughs at you. Like that is an entire sport of that. Like what do you just, do you just ride out the speed until it gets to mid seventies? You're like, all right, I know what it's doing. Why did racket sports not take over America? What's our problem, Bill? Um, What is the psychology? It's always, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, 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 it's all just marketing. Like the best shit doesn't always go to the t- what it is it's the best thing that's market whatever's marketed my the family best. had a badminton set your fam the birds had we a did. badminton set god damn we did we you did f- you had fucking 13 brothers running around that house you guys didn't have a badminton tournament you know what i think killed it is the object that you hit it's called a birdie <laughs> it's the birdie and it's just yeah. like you know you know America. You know our history. This is gangs in New York over here. This was a smash and grab. All right, Seven. You can't let your fucking guard down. If you start fucking playing a you, sport that has birdie and you got the Kennedys on one side and the Capones on the other, you don't know what's going to happen. You need to call it the p- pussy or the bitch or something derogatory. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, something like that. Something. Something. <laughs> throw a little misogyny in there and some little anger, a little hate. Well, at the turn of the last century, the, the two You might one, lose, but you're still beating up this little bitch right here. Right. Well, the turn of the last century, the two number one sports were, was boxing and, and horse racing. And then I think everybody got cars. So horses just, I don't know, I don't know what happened to them. They kind of fell off. Right? And then baseball started coming along, and they were doing great. And then uh, the White Sox fixed the 1919 World Series. They were in trouble. And, but then, fortunately, Babe Ruth came along, and they literally built a stadium around his skill set. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. This is the only fucking guy in the history of baseball literally had a stadium built around. Where he hits a baseball? Yeah. There's, there's a photo. I can't find it. I saw, saw it one time. Aaron, if you can find this thing. There is a picture of the original right field wall. If you were backing up to fucking catch the fly ball and you didn't know where it was, it would hit you with the back of your knees or mid-thighs and you would have fell over it. When it was a little chain-link fence. I mean, you would think that they had daisies on the other side. Just keep off the grass while we're regrowing the grass. <laughs> That's what it was. It's a booby trap for anybody Yeah, I'm not selling it. I'm just saying. It's trying. just, you know... It is what, what it is. Well, well, horse race. I mean, that's interesting, though. I don't think horse racing went away. It's just that f- there's more people and not all of them have enough money to own horses or bet on horses. Well, I think back in the day, though, it, like having a, like, a badass horse was like having a, a badass car. So, like, my horse is better than your horse. Let's have a race. And it kind of developed out of that shit. Mm-hmm. And then I just think after a while, it became my car is better than your car. So all the super, like, the, the casual super wealthy fan of it and it became sort of a degenerate sport except for like the kentucky derby or like the preakness and the majors you go to the majors everybody dresses up and they act like they care about their children right and they're not here putting their fucking tuition on the line <laughs> on fucking sea biscuit or whatever right but then like those other ones where you just go to the track if you go to the track i mean it's almost like something you don't is it even legal in every state horse racing there's a track out in Pasadena. Right. I know that. I don't think, I don't remember there being a horse track in Wisconsin. Dog tracks. 
Dog tracks, yeah. Yeah. Well, then also PETA came along, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know. It was a thing. Well, yeah, stop beating the shit out of the horses and right. stuff. Yeah, there was a, there's a, I, I don't understand people that get into a line of business with animals and they abuse the animals. You know, right. I, I get abusing the customers. It's like most, the studios. Most people are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Treat your horses right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I would say, uh, oh, yeah, riders are definitely rode hard and put up wet, right. as yeah. they say. That's, I don't understand it at all. That's what I don't understand. Like, this shit comes out from the studios. Like, we're just going to wait them out until they start, lo- you know, getting kicked out of their apartments. Why are you in this business? You want to act like that? Go sell petroleum, you shithead. No, what are you doing in this business? It, no, it's... What are, you, what are you acting like this is a decent business? Every business is like this. Bill, I'm not... I don't have any fantasies, but at the same time, I don't understand why you wouldn't... It's undervalued. Like, the making the people that make your product happy is just undervalued. I don't know where how it went away. They, they separated themselves. It, it always like, went... They, it was, they hired it the bean counters. To, it was never there. Then what happened was they had unions... And organized, and there was a golden age where, you know, you could get into a union and you were protected and you were treated like a human being. But then they had power and then they abused it. Right. And United then, Artists. It, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just, no, not even that. I'm just in any industry. You know, uh, you know, uh, it's not my job. You know, the classic, the stereotype of the, of the union guy is, you know, it, when you deal with them is like, you know, you, you can't fire me. We're going to overcharge and I'm going to fuck it. Not my job. I'm on break. You know, we're going to get 10 guys to do a job that takes two people. I mean, they, they finessed the system. Then the rich people got sick of that. And they said, well, we're, we're taking manufacturing outside of this country. Now you and you, you, you union guys have a good time because we're out of here. Then that's what they did. And then they were able to go back to, uh, this is what I think. I I'm, I'm, might be wrong with this, but they were able to go back to how they treated the American workers pre-unions, which was like absolute dog shit. And they had kids in there working, right? So now their big guilt trip is like, um, hey, stop treating those people like that. And then what they say is like, well, if we don't have a child making your T-shirt, that T-shirt is now going to be $150. It's like, why? When you used to make them here when I was a kid, it didn't cost that. What happened is, is they're not going to eat into their... If they actually have to pay somebody a decent wage, you're going to pay it, not them. That's how... I mean, that's, that's my opinion. No, I agree with you. And there's examples of where it doesn't have to be like that. Like, that's why I'm a... I'm a big Costco guy, but I mean, you know, they're, you know, I'm the, you fight the good fight. I try, but I'm not, I got no, again, I got no fantasies. I understand. Is that the name of your special fight in the good fight? No. Live at the green mill. Live at the green mill. Top gun three is the real (laughs) title just to reflect the energy I give off. Mm -hmm. Tune in Maverick versus alien versus predator. Now, if you want to talk about corrupt, let's talk about the Chicago Blackhawks dumping their whole fucking team with a 28% chance of getting yet another generational player that they got is named him. Connor. And they got him. And let me ask you, and you're all right with that. I'm okay with that. You don't I think, think that, that there was any sort of underhanded slip slide in a way? He moved his veterans out. That was the whole... It's a new GM. I'm he, just fucking with you. It was, a, it was an unbelievable move, and it paid off. It paid off. They threaded the needle. They got lucky. But So what are they going to do now? They got nobody around them. Duncan Keith, Taves they, is gone. Everybody's they, gone, I right? they drafted eight kids. And, you know... It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to get worse before it gets better, but it could be fun to watch even when it's bad. How big is that kid? Connor, but I don't even know. I don't even know. I just, I've never even seen him play. I don't, I don't even know if I've seen highlights. They got a Dave Semenko or somebody there to, to shadow him, cover him? I'm sure they got somebody. They got to have somebody, Martin right? Bring back, yeah. Bob Probert Jr.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to get somebody in there. Bob Probert, rest his soul. Um, Bruins re-signed Lucic. 
Luch. Yep, 35 years old, man. Oh, God. Maybe the last man on earth I would want to fight. Yeah. What? I don't even, I don't care how old he is. Here's something. I think if Lucic was on our team in 2019, I say we beat, we would have beat him in six. Arms behind his back. He could punch me. He could knock me out with his nose. <laughs> He'd break both my hands and then my uh, face with his face. <laughs> that is a tough man. And I am like, he, I just, it's killed me all of these years. Like I just became fans of every team that he went to. Like the amount of Calgary flame games that I watched just to watch him play. Sure, Dude, um, how about what? Matthew Kachuk, right? For mm-hmm. the Panthers? Oh, Matt Kachuk, do you see the? You know he broke his sternum. And yeah. Played that game. He scored the game tying goal. Yeah. And then they won, and then pushed it to, and then he still played with a broken sternum. They had to put his, they had to put his clothes on for. Him. I know. That's and there's the, all these people going like, "Oh, these are the excuses. Oh, this is all the excuses. No, 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 all no, 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 fat fucks. No, 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 no. It's, it's like, just no. something for you to admire. Yeah. He played. Two Stanley Cup games with a broken. I cannot imagine the pain. And then somehow the, LeBron or LeBron gets shit. Yeah, I like to see fucking LeBron. If he had a fucking Jesus. broken mustache follicle, he wouldn't. But, be, but the, like he gets this. Certain people just get like uh, it's just sort of like the default. Yeah. You know, insert this person here. I don't understand the LeBron hate. I, I definitely didn't like when he went to Miami, but it's like that guy has been guaranteed to play 100 games every season, his entire career, his entire 40-year career. He's played 100 games, nothing know. less. That's just a lot. That's yeah, a lot. it is a lot. It is a lot. I think, uh, well, how much, what do you think he's got, like four seasons? I don't see him leaving anytime soon. I don't right? see him. Det- he just needs to find a team to be a role player on. But it's gonna be. T- I don't know what kind of role player he would be because you know. Do you see him being a spot up, like a spot up shooter? Well, this, I would just say that this season of the NBA gave me hope that maybe you know other teams around uh, rather than five teams are going to have a shot and you have to like you know just load it up with free agents i fucking hate that shit right that ocean's 11 shit it it should be it's not it's not like no it's it's not competition i think you're right i think that the nba has already gone the way of the nfl where there's like way more parody 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 is the shit absolutely because and it's this is what happened and this is why i say people who who said that once rogers left the packers were going to be dog shit like they were in the 80s it's a different league than it was in the 80s it's worth so much money that every roster spot is so valuable that the talent rises to the top Mm -hmm. there's systems in place as far back as middle school these guys know how to run offenses in high school they get to college they're studs you know they're already you know they know what they're doing by the time they get there every team's going to be good loaded with talent coaches know what they're doing they all came out of a system Blah blah blah. That and that's great for fans. Like and you know what? This, I, for the I, NBA, it's going to be. I hate that the MLB is not like that because the, the, there's no reason why Tampa Bay shouldn't have won a World Series yet. If there was actual parity and that, there's such a great fucking organization. Nobody goes to the games. They always do. They're killing it again this year. Killing it again. Luxury tax. It's because way you can, out It's because teams can spend hundreds of millions of dollars more than other teams. Yeah, the Steinbrenner rule. Division. The Steinbrenner rule. Yes. Right. I'm going to buy all the guys. And then, then that becomes the game. And then we did it. The Red Sox ended up there. And then, then people go, well, you guys fucking do it too. It's like, well, yeah, we well, have to. You have to, yeah. yeah. We have to because you guys are doing it. As a, as a Brewer fan, which they finally started spending more money, and that's awesome. But for a lot of years, I was just like, why do I give a fuck about baseball? If that's what it's about, if it's about where the player can make more money in the offseason and who's got the – you know, bigger uh, fan base that lives cl- literally you know, a fun year. proximity to the season. Fun year was 83 when the Brewers made a run with 
Robin Young, oh, yeah. Ben Ogilvy, and, and oh yeah, uh, Raleigh Fingers, Cecil Cooper. Was Raleigh on that team? Norman Gorman, Storman. Yeah, dude. Storm and Gorman, yeah. And then uh, you went up against Lamar Hoyt and the uh, the White Sox with those crazy uniforms. You guys beat him in Old Comiskey, and mm-hmm. you guys were in uh, what was what was what was the name of that County Stadium? County Stadium, yeah. That's I never what, went to Comiskey. I did go to a game at County Stadium. County one, was great. One of, the, one of the fucking first few games of the year, so it was like going to a Packers game. It was freezing. I sat upper deck great. behind home plate Ooh. and just sat there. Ooh. By my, I, I remember I had a. Uh, Where were you working? I was doing college gigs. Uh-huh. I was working with uh, Bass Schuler, and they were just like beasts of the fucking Midwest. Forty nights a forty nights a month. Oh yeah, so they would always like you know I got a gig in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. I can build around it. <laughs> okay, Bill. Okay, they have. <laughs> Bill, I got your have, February all set. You're and going I, and Rhinelander time, to Winnipeg and every town in between. <laughs> No, there would be some drives, though. There was definitely some drives. But, like, I saw, like, the amount of this country that I saw um, doing those college gigs was was amazing. I mean, it sucks sometimes if, you know, if they didn't have a mic and, you know, and the dumb shit that happens at a lot of those gigs. But, like, uh, the amount of stuff that I saw, I saw, I feel like, so much of the farmland. I mean, just, like. Yeah, I remember once I was driving up to Duluth in like February. I was just <laughs> like, "This just takes a special kind of person to be up." I mean, like, I mean, you just got to be like an ice fisherman. Yeah, you got to, but you got to be like watching your mindset because yeah. it'd be so easy to be like, "What if I cut a hole in this ice and just stepped in, and just <laughs> fucking ended this shit?" What right if now? I cut a hole in my wife? <laughs> that's what I thought you were gonna say. Oh no, that's Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, you guys are like where where Western Pennsylvania, you know, kept producing quarterbacks. The the sheer amount of serial killers mm-hmm. that have come out of there. It's the alcohol, dude. It's the weather it's not and the, the dairy. Alcohol. It's uh, that's a good question. I don't know. The dairy could be involved, but I think mm-hmm. if anything, the dairy's kind of saving us from a maybe a few more serial killers per capita. To be honest with you, Ed Gein. Ah, just get yourself some custard, Ed. <laughs> Ted, get out of milkshake. He's got that look in his eye again. Do you know Ed Gein was such a fucking <laughs> lunatic? There's like four major like Hollywood horror movies that were all shit that just he did. They they just couldn't put it all in one movie. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter, Texas Chainsaw Murders, both based off of shit that he did. And uh, I, I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong. There was like three or four movies. You sure? Th- can we give John Wayne Gacy credit for any of these? Where was he? Was Chicago. He Chicago. He's the clown. He's the fat man in the clown suit. John Wayne Gacy, young men in his basement. We gotta yeah, make. We gotta give guy. him some credit. We, we always focus on him. Wisconsin. They always. They always shift. I see what you're doing. Wisconsin. You're trying to turn a ball into a strike. <laughs> you're trying to frame the strike zone here. Well, I'm not done with Wisconsin yet. Then you got Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, you gotta. That's another thing. Like, I don't understand like why somebody would like uh, like watch like a series on it like that they find. Somebody that fucked up, fascinating. You know, I got I, I watched it. It was pretty interesting to me. They they did a good job. The first was episode he as hot terrifying. as people said. He was pretty hot, Bill. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> the first couple. Would you episodes. say, as far as cannibals go, is he the Brad Pitt of cannibals? He has to be. He in real life. I feel like John Wayne Gacy question. was the Dennis Farina. No, 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 no. It's uh, it's it's what's his name? The boy next door. Uh, f- the fucking animal from Washington who then 
the guy who got on a Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy who escaped from prison twice, got on a plane the second time. Dude, Breckenridge, Colorado is responsible. The city of Breckenridge. They let him escape twice. He escaped from the fucking courthouse. He got on a plane, moved to Florida. They were like, nobody says shit to anybody. This is before the internet. They didn't they wanted to cover their ass. They were like, we can't we what do you mean he escaped again? <laughs> they didn't want to tell anybody. They didn't say shit to anybody. Nobody put the fucking oh my nobody put God. the dot connected the dots. He killed another twenty women down in Florida. That's yeah, all Colorado's that's fault. That's the sorority. Right. He went down to Colorado and just went had a went got That's like a, why the Rockies left and became the Devils. I always wondered that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it always comes back to sports. Always about sports. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, Dahmer was hot. Dahmer was hot. And uh, dateable. I'm, dude. I'm going to a bunch of old clubs that you that you used to play. I'm doing all your old spots. Where are you going? Well, the, you never played the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. That's How September first you know? and second. It's newer. They well, you might have done the Lincoln Lodge. Was actually. it a Zanies? No, no, no. It's it's the uh, it was it was the indie club, and then they. What was that? What was that? That z- trifecta of dates. They they book you Zanies down. Zanies Rosemont, Saint Lake Charles, Charles, Saint Charles, Saint Charles. Well, no, there was also was Lake Vernon, or Lake, Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon, Saint yes. Charles. And, and, and then yeah. and then downtown and then they recently Mount Vernon closed and then they would do the uh, uh, the Rosemont Club opened up, but dude, uh, those, that was a classic yeah classic run. But my thing was I just like being such like a sports fan and everything. I loved you know Zanies downtown. Like I would still like if I was in Chicago and had time off yeah, and they had a show. I, 100% would pop in. If I could get rid of these hiccups, I would 100% pop in. Hilarities, Cleveland, you love that room. Love that room. And I remember when that fucking thing was going, when he first did that, he was the only show in town. Dude. Everything was like bleak and dark. It, looked, the- it looked like Escape from New York. And I remember sitting outside of his club, you know, and you could just feel it. Like, And I was seeing what was happening in all these Rust Belt towns. I was like, and I remember saying to the comic, going, dude, if I had fucking money, I would buy that building right across the street. Right. And now I go to, now they did it. all these Somebody years. Somebody did like, it. Dude, it looks like the fucking Bullwinkle show. It's, is that the nicest club in America? Hilarities? Uh, it's up there. Yeah, it's just it one. Might of, be. It might be. It's like, you know, what do you like better? Pac Bell or where the right. Pirates play? Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's, it's A well done comedy club like that. There's a couple yeah, of them. Yeah. There's always going to be, I would say, uh, Rogan's Mothership, Hilarities. Haven't been there. I'll be at the Creek in the Cave, August. Next month, August. August yeah, 18th, hilarities. 18th, 19th. Uh, in Austin. Comedy Works, Acme in Minneapolis. I just played Acme. It's incredible. I auditioned there one time and he was like, Really? Nah. Shut up. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Lewis is old school, dude. He's been around. He is. That, that doesn't that well, story. You no, know, maybe I sucked. That story maybe doesn't was, surprise I me. I wasn't Bill. what he's looking for. You I should mean, give it another shot. I auditioned in the early 2000s and I wasn't good enough. To, huh. but, I, but I mean, there was like, but it was like Dana Gould, Marin. I mean, it was like fucking beasts were working there. Yeah. And I was just, you know. I didn't work there for you ever. I didn't work there for you. I never worked there. I, I, did, I auditioned in front of him and he was just like, no. It was hmm. funny years later that I saw somebody bitching about how they sent him a tape and, and you know, he didn't let him in and, wah, 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 and all this bullshit. It's like, dude, I fucking auditioned in front of the guy. Didn't let me in. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's not always the other person. Sometimes just, you're just not good enough, or they don't have a, a slot for you. Mm-hmm. They don't got a slot for you. This is just typical gatekeeping. Oh, yeah. a, a level of quality. Your level of quality. The market's flooded. That's, you started an impossible <laughs> career path. Yeah. In a flooded market with incredible talent everywhere. The amount of people that fucking Take you know. It. Closed the door, said thanks, but no thanks. Um, I just, 
I always in my head, I was like, I'm going to get in there. I'll get in there. You know, yeah. all right, not that one, whatever. Right. It's in at bat. I struck out. Right. It's looking, timing. Struck out looking. looking. Ah. Buckled. <laughs> looking at the crowd. Oh, looking fuck, at you. Dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, the amount of, <laughs> amount of times. Everybody took a seat that night. Yeah. The amount, yeah, it was Nolan Ryan. The amount of times I, people, everything from uh, Comedy Connection, Nick's Comedy Stop, where I started, the comic strip, all the New York clubs, fuck it, every single one of them. It's sure. always a no. The punchline. The punchline in San Francisco. That's yeah. incredible. I'll but be there September, September 20th. I'm at the punchline. That's See me dropping one. in my dates in here? Bro? I fucking, Sorry I, I drove up there to do a spot to get on in front of Jeff Wills to try to get booked there. And that was another one. He's just like, eh, you're not ready. Did you ever do... And, your, I, and I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't ready. Yeah, I got that. I drove across country with VHS tapes. I dropped a VHS tape off at Cobbs and the punchline. After I graduated college, split before it, right? basis. the su- the summer, <laughs> <laughs> split basis. The summer before I moved to Chicago, I dropped off VHS. I drove across country, dropped off a VH ta- ta- VHS tape off to. Actually, Wills didn't say no. He ended up not showing up, and I had driven all the way up from LA. Damn, it happens. Yeah, that happens too. That but happens now too. you know, with social media, be like, if I was a fucking this, that, or the other. He, I, I wouldn't even have to fucking audition. Like they just invent it's like these fantasies. This fantasy, it's like, it's it's like, like oh, no. you think, and uh, you think we're all us dudes are out here all helping each other. I mean, you're. This is a maybe the, not the. You're helping me, but like it's like we're all competition. This business is fucking sharks. What the fuck do you think this yeah. that you tried to do? You you think you just get handed being yourself for a living? But you, you know, have so to drive funny. eight hours to do five minutes for free and then get right back in your car and drive back eight hours or you don't do this or you don't do it. And you have to do that over and over and yeah. over again. At least back then you did. I like now where uh, these kids today have so much power and that they can like put clips out and everything and they can kind of... Um, they, 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 can, they have the power to... to make it on their own which i think is really uh is really cool and it's kind of fascinating watching the industry scampering trying to prove that you still need them you know what i mean yes it's it's becoming like well as far as like a comedian you can really just be this self-sustained yes unit i mean you don't need anybody to write your jokes you're writing those jokes you don't need anybody to help you promote them right. you're promoting them if they're good they're going to get out there and then you don't need anybody to have you start a fucking podcast. Just go buy the shit and you kind of have it. And then then I feel like you're your own little business. And then if you, want, if you want somebody to help blow your shit up, you hire somebody that knows how to do it. So you're still in control. You don't go to them because they, they just keep doing the, okay, yeah. you come here and we own 50% of your podcast. Right. We own your fucking bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, Rob, the money yeah. goes to us and then we'll pay you and then our name's on the check so you never saw the original check so there's right. no way you can steal from us but we can fucking steal right. from you. You grow your business, it's your business. They grow your business, it's, their it's business. not your business. Yeah, it's their business, yep. Yeah. One of the best things I ever saw was this the best. The best things that ever happened to me were people saying no to me. For real. Because it, I had to take control of my career and I had to do shit on my own. I had to release my own albums. I, had, I mean, the best, you know, not getting a you special here. You back from a suicide attempt, you right. know? Yeah. <laughs> you, you appreciate things. You see the light. <laughs> you have your head in the oven. You think, what am I doing? It's just <laughs> jokes. It gives you perspective. <laughs> Um, anyway, I, the special is called Live at the Green Mill. 
Um, I don't know what else to say, dude, other than, like, I, I just love your stuff, and uh, you can see, you know, the way this thing is shot, the level of quality that the stand-up is going to be. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what else. Are we doing? Are we working together? We're working together this weekend, right? We're working together this week. We're doing Tacoma and Edmonton. We're doing the Great Outdoors Festival. We're at this casino up in Tacoma on Saturday. We're doing the Great Outdoors Festival in Edmonton on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then uh, we're working together in October too. We'll be uh, we'll be all over. Oh yeah, the place. We're doing a little bit of bus tour. All right. One more event. Did you ever do the? Um, you're a Michigan guy. Did you ever? Did you ever do the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase? I dropped a tape off to them. You did now, Roger. Great I did. guy. Long time ago. And I was, I was, I mean, talking like late 90s. Yeah. And uh, I was doing some college gigs there. Wow. Man. Yeah. And I just, I had, I would, <laughs> that's what I would do. Tapes. I did it at the VHS Comedy Works. Tapes, dude. The Comedy Works, too. I remember Adam Ferrara was headlining. And I remember coming in like, oh my God, Adam Ferrara Hell is, yeah. is headlining. The Denver comedy, which does he realize how huge it? Like he just, we, I would just look at people like that had yeah, the yeah. gig, like, wow. And look, he's not even nervous. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just in, and the owner loves. It. And I, I would come in, you know, I hand him. I did that in a lot of places. Sure, a lot of places. I would, uh, you know, the improvs were really good about shooing you away. Like, yeah, no, 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 because everybody, but like those sort of those independent ones. Uh, yeah. This, there's and a then lot you of, run into somebody's, the personal tastes of a booker. And that's what you have to, it takes so long. I mean, I was never good at it. Still, I'm not good at it, but I think I, you can at least compartmentalize now when somebody doesn't like you or they want it, they, you know, because they, it's all their taste, you know, the booker of a club that they either own or. I did a guest spot at some place when I was in Utah and I went in and I was psyched and I went up and uh, I had a good set that led to nothing like wise guys or something, whatever the fuck was out there. Sure. Uh, I did uh, a couple places in Seattle. This is all coming back to me. Seattle I, Underground? I, I, underground, yes. The Underground. I would do I play the college, and then I would rush over to try to go on late, just say I'm a comic from New York City, blah, 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 you know, started in Boston, you know, I kind of, is a and, you know, and they would just take the tape, and remember, they would walk into the thing, and they would just be just these stacks Put it in the, it the, fucking The tapes. warehouse in Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just <laughs> they gave it to stacks. a guy who put it on a forklift. <laughs> you like, all right, well, at least is I- Is the forklift necessary? <laughs> yeah. At least I cleared some space in my apartment. Um, yeah, that was how it was done, but now you can- Film yeah. yourself. They do. It's that is that is a really interesting. Just the way comedy is now. Like they do have the power, but they. It's also there's so many comics that have that same power that it's like man, there's there's advantages, yeah. but there's such disadvantages now. Like, I don't know how the the cream younger comics rises. do it. The cream's gonna rise. If you if you listen, I look at it, if you're putting out killer shit, okay, uh, consistently, people are gonna know who you are. I fucking you know I I repost like I was comics I don't even know if I just see a Dude, funny fucking joke I love it when you do I, that I, I'm putting that out there I love it when yeah. you do that I try to do that too but I mean I mean you know you got you got such an audience that like when you when you put somebody out there that's so funny that's just like because not all, not all guys at your level do that so uh, it's uh well you know it's a big deal maybe it's because I grew up in Massachusetts where we just had the Boston Strangler and we never tried to turn him into a sex symbol the way you guys did out there in Wisconsin. Oh, I see what you just did there. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's that's. I didn't even shoot it across the bow. Yeah. I threw it in You threw face. it right in my face. That's right. I took the plastic... 
you th- you threw my Cup own holder. my own state's most fuckable serial killer uh-huh. right back in my face. Maybe no I'm shirt. Jealous. Maybe I'm jealous. No shirt. Sunscreen and everything. But you got to admit when when you're watching a sporty inv- sporting event from Wisconsin or Massachusetts when they cut to the crowd. I mean, it's nothing but animals, right? <laughs> Both. It's, Both. It's, it's, yeah. It's a, but there's specific animals. Like, you know, there's no tigers in Africa, right? I didn't realize that. They're not. They're like in Asia. Yeah, yeah, Okay? Yeah. There's like, there's just an East Coast animal is different than a, than a, than a, a Midwest animal. Like yeah. the sports fan fucking animal, you know? By the way, I'm actually kind of calling out Philadelphia recently. I'm sick of this stereotypical. I've gone to sporting events. They're not all that fucking crazy. I feel like they they feel like they have to do it's it. It's performative, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's starting to become I'm yeah. that crazy Philly guy. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't ever really I'm not a really I don't I, that doesn't ever really impress me. I don't give I a go fuck. to Philly and it's not a bunch of mouth-breathing fucking morons who are absolutely shit-faced. Big fucking deal. You 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 outnumber you outnumber the 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 fans from out of town 10 to 1. You and eight of your dudes can follow two dudes around and fucking mean mug them and act like you, you know. No, I don't mean that shit. I don't mean that shit. Like every stadium is, 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 is you know, Wisconsin was nice. Wisconsin's nice. And we also nice. so is Soldier. I never had a bad time at Soldier Field. I've been to Soldier Field 10 times for right. practice games probably. I've been down, even when the Bears played in Champaign, I went there once. I just, when people are trapped inside for long enough, for a large enough portion of the year, mm-hmm. they value the one afternoon of the month that they're going outside and they're not oh. trying to do anything but drink their fucking faces off. Now that's Seattle fan. The Seahawks Se- fan. That are, guy, are they bad fans or is that guy bad? I just think I just think that Seahawks fans are the corniest fans in the league. The whole twelve man bullshit that started because they were getting ripped off at, on the beers. <laughs> That's the best. That is the like one of the original viral videos. Some, how did that guy ride that out, dude? I don't owner? know how they got. Well, what they did. If pe- people listening don't know, one of the, S- the Seahawks were so bad, and the season ticket holders were all fed up. And then they figured out one of the season ticket holders took a large beer, poured it into a small beer, same beer, same same amount. And uh, and oh yeah, there was a tall a tall skinny tall one was skinny a large, one, and then a short, a short fat, fat was one a small. Is, Somebody drank the small and then poured the large in. Three dollars more. Dude, there's another podcast. We're going over here. here. All right, let me do my dates real quick. All right, do I'll, your dates real quick. I'm I telling you guys, if you go see this guy, you're not going to be disappointed. If you like top notch comedy, I'm so proud to have my name on your special. My man, right? Thank you, Bill. You're fucking killing it. Creek in the Cave, Austin, Texas, August 18th and 19th. I'll be at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago, September 1st and 2nd. I'll be at the Punchline, September 20th and San. Francisco. Francisco. I'll be at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase September 29th and 30th. I'll be with Bill all over the country for a week. I'll be at Hilarities in November 16th through the 18th, Hilarities in Cleveland. I'll be at the Majestic Theater in Madison, Wisconsin, December 27th. And I'll be at the Laughing Tap in Milwaukee, Wisconsin for New Year's Eve the whole weekend. That's it. Nate Craig. Live at the Green Mill on uh, YouTube.com slash ATC. I just hit the camera. Thank you so much for coming on. My man. Continued success. I'm a huge fan. All right. Thank you, guys. All right.
but not affect the cause. It's quite a bit like trying to heal a gunshot wound with gauze. If you instead attempt to wrest the pistol from the hand, then I would not be able to equate my life with sex. What's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July 13th, 2015. What's going on? How are you? I just had a really embarrassing moment, right? It's Sunday afternoon. Isn't there a song about Sunday afternoons? Rainy days and Mondays. Oh, Jesus, Sunday afternoon. Isn't that how it goes? Oh, yeah. Um... I just had a really embarrassing thing. I fucking, Andrew, who sends me all the podcast shit, I'm walking my dog around the block, right? boo doo 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 And he tells me to call him, so I call him. So he tells me that he's sending me the podcast shit. So I go to it, you know, I come back with the dog, and I go to fucking check my emails, and it's not there. In fact, I haven't got one fucking email since July 10th, which never happened. So I check my little mini iPad thing, it won't let it's refreshing it won't give me anything else i check my fucking iphone i got the six now just like all you kids out there playing the fucking avatar games the one single person first person uh i'll blow your fucking face off in the comfort of my uh attic bedroom all right i got i got the new one none of them no emails for two days so i'm like what the fuck this fucking happens to me all the time so i lose my shit I call Andrew up and he's going, oh, that's weird. That's strange. I never heard of that. Oh, that. People always say about my shit. And then he tells me he hasn't told, he hasn't sent it yet. Let me try sending them. And then they came through. So there was nothing wrong. It was just my dumb ass had not got an email in two days. And I thought I was so fucking important that I at least get a little bit of spam. So, yeah, so whatever. There's fucking egg and old freckles face here. You know, so I'm, I'm starting off humble. Starting off humble, like that fucking Irish guy there with his chest tattoo running around talking all this shit that he was going to do to the half of the fucking world. Now, listen, I don't watch a lot of UFC, so I don't even know any of the fucking names. But I watch that, you know, and I'm part Irish. And that guy's skipping around like a fucking leprechaun talking all that shit. It just fucking annoyed me. So now I'm, I'm, now I'm rooting for Barney Rubble. Latino Barney Rubble, that Mendez dude. Right? And fucking, uh, what, what, what this face there? Who looks like, he looks like, uh, he looks like a combination of, uh, the guy from the Spin Doctors and, uh, that creepy mascot for Burger King. I can't figure out what he is, except he can fucking <laughs> spin around and put his heel on your temple. All right? So I'm watching this shit, and he's talking all this shit, and he's doing all that Roy Jones, like, I'm gonna humiliate you while I beat you. And, uh, which of course is making me root for the little fella. I mean, who do I see in there? Even though that guy's a pasty fuck with red hair, just like me, he's actually got a full head of hair, the son of a bitch, right? Um, I want to root for him. You know what I mean? Little fucking redhead solidarity. I want to root for this guy, but he's such a cunt in the first halfway through the first round. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this guy. 
Let's go, shorty! Right? I'm rooting for the little guy. And the little guy fucking starts taking him to the mat. He's fucking throwing elbows. This fucking little fucking Burger King guy is eating these things. And then he gets up and he kind of nods like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Pretty good. You got to cut over your eye there, freckles. Right? Next thing you know, next round comes out. And the fucking little guy is putting this freckled cunt on his back. Ground and pound, ground and pound, ground and pound. Okay? And fucking uh, Ireland's Burger King guy gets back up. He gets back up, and all of a sudden, he's not talking shit anymore. He's got a little fucking, yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Pretty good. He was on top of you the whole fucking round. Long story fucking short. I think it was the third round. He fucking does it again. He's just on top of this guy, beating his fucking ass. All right? He gets up, you know, which is good on the fucking redheaded dude. He fucking gets up. Connor, whatever, McLaughlin, or is it Sarah McLaughlin? I don't know what the fuck his name is. Connor something or other, right? He fucking gets up, and uh, the, the little guy's gassed. The guy got two weeks' notice. This other fuck's been training for months to fight this Jose, Josie, whatever the fuck his name is, right? So the little fella's gassed. He catches a fucking left. He goes down. He's covered up. He's not fighting back, but he's covering up. And immediately, the fucking dude steps in. All right, I said, I, I knock it off. That'll be it. And then the spin doctor's guy jumps up and down, you know, and jumps on the fucking cage, you know, and starts crying into the Ireland flag. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that that fucking Irish dude's not a badass fighter. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that little fella, he earned the right. He earned the right to ride out that round. Get to the chair, and then you look at him. You want to go out again? Granted, he was gassed. Maybe they saved him. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know shit about the sport. I don't even know the fucking names. But all I can tell you was that evidently that was going to be a big fight. You know, when Mayor McCheese there was going to fight Josie and the Pussy, whatever the fucking name is, right? That's, that, that's why the fight game, man. I'm telling you right now, anybody who, who, who is the Don King of the sport, you, you should fucking, you should have to dress like Boss Hog. Because to me, that fucking reeked of a quick stoppage. You can't tell me. This is, of course you can tell me. The fuck do I know? I'm just a comedian, right? And I play one on TV too, right? That just reeked of, holy fuck, we thought he was going to beat this little bastard's ass and we're going to get a two for one on the pay-per-view here because everybody, you know, the Irish guy talks so much shit, you're going to watch him anyways, right? I know I sound like a moron. Fuck you. It, it seemed like bullshit to me. It just seemed like bullshit. Or maybe I've watched Rocky too many times. I wanted that little fella to fuck the whole thing up. I wanted him to fuck up the big payday, and it didn't happen. Okay? Hats off to the Irish guy. All right? Double hats off, because he's also a redhead. You know, he's making us look good. God knows we take a bunch of shit. (laughs) I just thought it was a quick stoppage. And good on him that he took that pounding and was able to get back up again. But I'll tell you right now. That was not a good fight for that guy. I would guess. Because I would think that the other guy would be like, oh, that's very interesting. Very interesting what that little fella there did on only fucking two weeks training. Isn't it amazing how much shit I'm giving two people who in their sleep, like walking in their sleep, could fucking choke me out the second I brushed up against them with any sort of energy that they didn't like, you know? As they're still muttering in their sleep about fucking a bowl of cornflakes, they'd still choke me out. Doesn't stop me from talking shit. 
like the bitch that I am in my own podcast, in the safety of my own of my own uh, office within my house. Oh, yeah. I'll fucking talk shit about anybody in here. You get me outside the confines of my gate. Hey, how are you? Nice to see you. I, I, I like your shirt. Um, anyways, it was, it was a great, what a fucking, if you didn't rent it, man, I, I would rent that shit. UFC 189, for as much as I'm being a little fucking ragging cunt here, just wire to wire. Every fight was a fucking knockout. It was unbelievable. You know, my favorite part of the night was when Rogan was watching the, whatever fight it was where, uh, I don't fucking know. This white dude was fighting this other guy and the guy's just swinging wildly and, and, uh, Rogan actually laughed at one point, you know, not like, you know, no disrespect to the fighter. He just was enjoying the fight and he sort of laughed and said, this is a bar fight. And uh, this fucking maniac, you know, a lot of fighters, you know, after they win the fight, when they're celebrating, they look scary. But the second they start talking, they're, they're totally chill. There's a few of them that can't shut it off. And you're like, that guy, you know, like that big dude in uh, the Dirty Dozen, Posey. Remember that? Come on, Posey. Stick him. Stick him. Yeah, yeah, I'm pushing you. And he's fucking Lee Marvin's pushing him. And then he just fucking snaps. And he's just like, stop pushing. And he can't fucking shut it off. And he wants to drive fucking Lee Marvin's nose right through his brain and keep punching until he fucking goes, his, his fist and his forearm goes right through the brains of his entire fucking family tree. Like that guy had like that energy. There, there was so many sick. I, I really should know these fighters' names, especially considering I'm trying to get in shape and these guys are in some of the best shape you could possibly be in. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about the sport. All I can tell you was I 100% got my fucking money's worth. And uh, other than I just thought they stopped the fight a little too soon, but really thinking about it, I think I was just being selfish because I wanted that little dude to upset him. I got to stop calling him little dude. The guy was shorter than the fucking redhead. Um, he fucking, I just, I thought he earned the right to get to the fucking corner and be like, dude, can you go? Are you gassed or whatever? But then, of course, he's going to say, yeah, I can go. And then maybe he would actually really get fucked up, you know? You know, Bill, maybe if you think about it, maybe the official referee <laughs> of that pay-per-view fight maybe knows a little bit more maybe was a little bit closer maybe has watched a few more fights than you did and maybe he stopped it at the right time all right whatever i i I wanted to see it keep going i want to see him put him on his back again god damn it i love when that happens i love when an underdog fucks like some dude comes in he's not supposed to fight this guy or it's just supposed to be this tune-up fight for the big fucking payday, and this guy comes in and just fucking knocks him out, knocks the dude out. I always imagined like that would be that. That's what it would be like if you somehow interrupted like the new world order, you know. And I'm not saying that they're shapeshifters, but I'm saying if you if you honestly think that these fucking maniacs, that there's not a group of people that want to run it all and own it all, then I, I don't know. I don't know. Then I wish I was you. I wish I lived where you lived and saw what you saw that you, you haven't seen that fucking human behavior. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm out of my phone. Go fuck yourself. It's a Sunday afternoon. I'm hanging out by myself. My wife's not around. I've been talking to my dog all day. Do you, do you think that this is going to make sense? Well, do you? Um, 
Well, did you? I should have yelled. Um, anyways, but uh, in the next UFC, I go in and out of the UFC. You know what I mean? Like I do with like wrestling. When they don't have a lot of good stars or whatever, I, I start to fade or whatever. I get busy in my fucking life. I should watch it because whenever I watch it, it motivates me to get in shape. You know what I mean? Or if I even watch like The Ultimate Fighter, which I know that's kind of like making the band uh, or who wants to be a millionaire for like fucking fighters. You know what I mean? I don't know how many guys actually came out of uh, that fucking house that went on to do some shit. You know, I think most of them are, are like, you know, those people that sing during the first week of American Idol. You know, those people, Jimmy Crackcorn, and I don't care. All right, buddy, you're not going to Vegas. Then they cry to the camera. At least I did it. You know, I came here. I threw some uppercuts. And yeah, I got knocked out, but whatever. You know, I had the balls to come here. You know what I mean? Most of them end up like that. And, and as always, even that crying little fucking douchebag could kick the shit out of me in his sleep. I admit all of that. Before any of you cunts come at me like, oh, well, maybe you want to talk shit about somebody you can actually beat in a fight. Maybe you should go fuck yourself, he says, in the safety of his own office within his house, behind his gate. Um, so anyways, the next UFC, which I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say is going to be UFC uh, 190. Um, the constipation. Or whatever. They're kind of out of adjectives. I think they finally stopped doing that. Remember that? The revenge factor. And it was like uh, deportation, um, canceled reservation, UFC 143. They, they just ran out. So they just, have, they just call them by numbers now. So I think 190 is going to be, that's, that's going to be down in Brazil, the beginning of August. And what's great is uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Uh, I hope I said it. Is it Ronda? Ronda Rousey? How do I not remember names? Once again, someone else who kicked the shit out of me in her sleep. Um, she's fighting. She's fighting in Brazil, and she's fighting the top woman in Brazil. Of and what's great about that is, I just that's it's going to be so great to watch her shut an entire nation down. You know, I think the biggest problem she's going to have is security trying to get the fuck out of there. After she beats that woman's ass. Because I think she's gonna. And you know why? Because I watched about 0.8 seconds of highlights on, on her opponent. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm talking about the fight game. I am in way over my head. Fuck you, it's the dog days of summer. Hockey's over, basketball is over. There's no football. What do you want from me? The fuck do you want from me? So, I don't know. Anything can happen is what I've learned watching fights or whatever. And I know that Brazilian girl, she's got one of those Brazilian booties. So who knows? If she gets low, she gets low. Who knows what can happen? You know what I mean? She puts that thing to fucking work. Who knows? Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, anyways, yeah, the dog days of summer. So I watched, uh, I missed the, the men's final was today. As I said, I'm taping here on uh, Sunday. Um, congratulations to uh, Djokovic, you know. Coming back after you losing the French Open. He beat Andy Federer. I would have liked to have seen that. Maybe they'll replay it on the Tennis Channel. I actually watched the replay of Serena winning the Serena Slam. You know? She won last year's U.S. Open. Then she won the Australian. Then she won the French. And now she won Wimbledon. So she won the last four in a row. And who's kidding who? She'll win the fucking U.S. Open. Uh, and the record is six, I believe, by Martina Nat Natravalola, um, I think. And I'm, by going, I glanced at Wikipedia for two seconds. I have no idea, but uh, I'm rooting for her. 
She needs one more to tie Steffi Graf. And obviously one more after that, and she'll have won the most ever, which is pretty amazing that not only she can do that, but she can do it at her age. Um, Gee, Bill, that was very informative. It wasn't funny on any fucking level. All right, relax. Okay, so as I mentioned last week, oh, Freckles. Oh, Freckles is on the wagon. Show me the way to go home. Boom, boom. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Um, I've been on the wagon now for seven days. No booze. And um, I was a like a buck 186.6 my weigh-in. And I wanted to lose three pounds a week for the next like two months to get myself down to my fighting weight. And I got on the scale this afternoon and i was 183.2 so i actually lost 3.4 pounds so next week you know i need to be down to 180 so if you want to do it with me this is what i'm doing this is my diet this what's this what works for me and what i'm doing i wake up in the morning i take my dog oh cleo i take my dog for like an hour-long hike and uh, I come back, and then I um, I have oatmeal and a banana. And then between lunch and uh, and breakfast, I either have an apple or an orange. And uh, so I get two helpings of fruit before twelve. After twelve, if I'm going to have, I'll only have a vegetable. I won't have a fruit just because it's got all the sugar. So then for lunch. As you can tell, this is not an exciting diet. And as you can tell by the incredible lack of passion in my voice, but it, it's working for me. You know, as Whitney and Bobby Brown used to say, it works. It works for me. It works. Sorry, I have a black wife, so I see stuff like that on TV. <laughs> I have a black wife. My wife is black. African-American, sir. Um, so anyways, um, anybody remember that episode? Whitney and Bobby Brown. It's kind of tragic now, obviously. Um, really, you think so, Bill? Is said daughter's in a coma. Um, when they were fucking in the store and they were trying on hats or something, sunglasses, and they were both probably high. And they go, does it work? It works. And then they just started doing this song. It works. It works for me. It works. Doing this fucking dance and everyone's staring at them. Uh, it was actually a nice moment. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so... And then in the afternoon, um, what do I usually have in the afternoon? That's kind of whatever. I don't know. That's, that's a little weird, the afternoon one. What the fuck do I usually have? I try to have something healthy. That's usually I'll have like a bowl of cereal, just something. Something to throw a little flair into the day. But then at night, I go, uh, I eat super healthy. Right around between five and six you know, protein the size of the palm of your hand and then just a bunch of vegetables and then I just crush fucking waters for the rest of the night. Um, and I'm not drinking anything else but water, to be honest with you. And uh, and then if I do get hungry at night and I need a late night snack, I have a bunch of celery sticks already cut up and I'll take like a fucking, like a spoonful of peanut butter. I know, I know, but you know what? It works. It works. Fucking fucking, all I gotta do is just live like this for three fucking months and I can get down to my fighting weight. Not three months, two months. And uh, yeah, do it with me. Eight times three, that's 20. You'll lose 24 pounds with me. All right, do it with me. Get your beach body like me in September. 
<laughs> so anyways, you don't even have to do this shit. I'm just telling you guys that I'm going to do it. So I stay off the, I stay on the wagon, Freudian slip there, stay on the wagon. And then I also continue to drop my three pounds a week. Um, whatever, man. You know what I mean? Next week will be six pounds. And in between week two and three, that's when people start noticing, which motivates you even more. So, uh, no, Jesus. And, and then I've just been doing like the push-ups and the pull-ups and that type of thing. Um, Bert Kreischer sent me this thing on Twitter about how to improve your grip strength, this men's health thing. And the first exercise I've actually been able – I got myself worked up that I can do is basically you hang from a chin-up bar uh, three sets of one minute, um, which you wouldn't think is hard, but it is. It can be or whatever if you're a fat fuck like I am. Oh, God, I hate myself right now. Um so that's what I'm doing. I'm eating right, and I'm watching the UFCs. I'm watching boxing. I'm just looking at people in shape. You know what I mean? If you're a fat fuck, watch men that are in shape with your wife, and you'll feel it on her like, God, I wish my husband looked like that. And I'm telling you, it'll motivate you to get down there and get on the fucking mat. Um, so anyways, hey, listen, I got an idea here. Why don't I promote this right now? So, you know, I sell these posters on the road. And uh, I come home and I'll, I'll have some extra ones and I autograph them and I send them out. We ship them out. People buy them and we ship them out. So the last time um, we had the ones from the, uh, the Southern Tour and, uh, you know, we shipped those out. Everybody got their fucking orders. You know, no problem. But it did take longer. A lot of people were like, where the fuck is it? Because it took us a long time to get them out because we do everything ourselves here. So know this. All the posters we have that are left over from my uh, my week in Boston where I did the 19 shows. Um, those are all autographed, and they are already packaged in the tube, ready to go. All we need is for you to order them, and um, we'll just slap a label on them. And uh, my guy is telling me that these fuckers will be out by, uh, by Tuesday. So they will go on sale. Um tonight at 10 p.m pacific time which is fucking stupid i'm gonna i gotta tweet about it um they're all autographed and whatnot and uh what else all right oh so if you don't want to if you want to um send an email to the podcast it's bill at the mmpodcast.com that's where you send it and um whatever so if you'd like an autographed poster poster from my historic run or stupid run depending on who you are uh, of 19 shows in Boston, uh, we had some leftover ones. We had about uh, about three, 400 of them. I got them all autographed. They make a great gift for someone that you like or maybe don't give a fuck about. They're 20 bucks plus the shipping. You can order them right off my website, billbird.com. Just cl- click on the merch page. And uh, like I said, we already got them all boxed up or tubed up, whatever you're supposed to say, and they're ready to go. So if you want one, uh, I would appreciate it buying it. If not, I get it. I get it. Um, so anyways, anyways, what else did I want to talk about? I'm going through here. Oh, thank you to everybody that sent me in all the information about the four galaxies. Uh, I should have mentioned that I wanted a two door and I believe I said 65 or 66. A lot of people sent me shit from 63, 64, 68. That was still cool. 67. Cause I got to learn how the car has changed. But, um, um, two of them were really what I wanted and I called both and they were already gone. So, um, I think once a month I'll put the word out to you guys and I'll keep looking for it. But, uh, 
you know, I don't know. Didn't work out this week. What are you going to do? I already got my truck. My truck's going. It's not starting well. I figured out what the antifreeze thing was. I had it parked on this really steep hill. And just because it's fucking old, it doesn't have any stop. I don't know, something to block the fuck. Antifreeze just started dribbling out overnight. So it wasn't even that much. But uh, there's been no antifreeze, not even anything that's dripped out since then. And if you saw the amount that was there in the morning, you would think I had a major problem. Um, and nothing has happened ever since then. And yes, thank you to everybody out there who told me to check the radiator to make sure you had enough antifreeze. I did do that, but I appreciate you letting me know anyways. And uh, so everything's all good with that. And I fucking love driving that truck. So, so there you go. So, so here we go. Um, let's see, what am I going to talk about here? Jesus, the whole fucking podcast just fell apart. That's why I don't do those announcements in the middle of it. It kills my whole, my whole uh, fucking... Whatever. Oh, I didn't mention you don't want to eat dinner. I, I basically, I don't know. I, I eat steak or I eat chicken. I try to stay away from fish unless it's like salmon. And I only eat salmon because we can we grow it ourselves in a fucking Petri dish. And even though it might cause cancer someday, I don't think I'm more important than all the fish in the fucking ocean. So I'm going to roll the dice that that genetically altered fucked up salmon that I'm eating is not as bad as it probably is. But, um, you know, I was watching Shark Week this week on the Discovery Channel. And those guys, I got to give it up to Discovery Channel. They've come a long way on way they on the way that they depict sharks, but they still always have like that jaws fucking vibe to it. And I really it's fucking reprehensible that they do it. But at the end of the day, you know what? They're not scientists, they're a fucking network and they don't give a fuck about nature. You know what I mean? They always got to do that shit like like the shark has some personal vendetta. Like in all those Jaws movies, like after like after they fought off the shark, they start driving away, you know, in the boat or whatever you do, sailing away. Or whatever, there's no sail. I guess you drive away, right? Whatever the fuck they're doing. And then the shark follows them. Like the shark's like, oh, these you motherfuckers think this shit is over? This shit ain't over? Just forget it, right? Like it wants to kill these fucking people. Um... But then again, it's just a movie. You would think that the Discovery Channel wouldn't have that. They had this fucking one, right? You know, and I always watch the first three quarters because once they start going to the end, they start showing what we're doing and how many sharks we're killing and how bad we're fucking up the ocean. Like I saw something on the Discovery Channel where this scientist was going at this fish market in uh, somewhere in like Southeast Asia. And he just... He goes, once you just mentally get past all the amount, sheer amount of, of dead fish there that are being consumed every fucking day, what, he, he's looking, what he's looking at is the different species. And what he's finding is he's seeing species of fish that you never saw in a fish market anymore. And that's because they used to drag the nets, you know, up at the surface. And now, because that's basically been fished out, we are now like i don't know how many feet down it was some level of of whatever the fuck it was how many 600 feet 500 feet i don't know what the fuck we were but it it sent chills down my spine like what the fuck are we doing and why isn't anybody talking about it in political office right they, so they were dragging up species of fish that you just never see at a fish market just for the simple fact they never dragged the nets down that low and uh, there's a couple of fucked up looking sharks and fi- like, you know, those fish that, you know, you start getting so fucking low 
you know, they're having eyes isn't that important. <laughs> Finding some really fucked up looking stuff like you're like, is that from this planet? I've never seen one of those before. So I'm trying to lay off sushi and I'm trying to lay off all that stuff. So I've, I've dropped that down. And I, a lot of my friends are telling me that they eat bison and that type of shit. Anything that we, I'm going to just try to eat shit that we, um, like pigs, cows, chickens, even though I know they're not fucking healthy, but I mean, at least we're reproducing that shit. And considering we're the ones that are fucking it up anyways, shouldn't I be the one that eats it? You know, shouldn't I die rather than a bunch of fucking fish? I don't know. I'm watching that shit and going on that, that bus tour I took through California, right? Fucking hilarious. Me and Joe Bartnick on a giant bus just tearing up the fucking atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> such a hypocrite you know but i'm cutting down on the fish dude um just seeing how low the water is out here it's uh it's a fucking you know it's getting there dude it's slowly not even slowly it's fucking getting crazy out there so um i don't know the one exciting thing i heard about the weather out here is they might have an el nino so it would actually give us some rain not nearly enough as we need but at least some fucking rain so uh, I'm really hoping for that. I'm hoping that's going to happen for the next four fucking years in a row because, uh, I don't know, going over the uh, the Hoover and seeing how low the fucking water was was pretty scary. And why do you need to hear about this? You don't need to fucking hear about it, right? What am I, bumming you out to begin? Gee, Bill, really? Is the fucking world going to hell in a handbasket? We get it. Um, so anyways, I watched a little bit of the Yankees Red Sox today. Because I missed the men's final and there was fucking nothing else on. And um, I got to be honest, dude. You know, I don't think other than Pedroia, Ortiz, and Xander Bogarts, I don't know anybody on our fucking team um, except that guy from the outfield, Shane Victorino. I guess I know four guys. You know, I didn't know any Yankees. And it was really weird to see it looked like Alfonso Soriano with short. Um, I don't know. They kind of look like the Yankees look like the, the like the Dave Rigetti Yankees to me. And um, I don't know. The Red Sox look like the fucking 88 Red Sox to me. It's really sort of a weird time. But I watched a couple of innings. You know, we were down 2 nothing. We went up 3-2. to two. I made an effort. I made an effort. Um, so next week, I fly up to the Montreal Comedy Festival. I'm doing a blues festival in Ottawa. If you want to get tickets, just go to BillBird.com. And then uh, I'm doing two shows in Montreal. Oh, the silly sock-wearing Frenchies. Yeah, I'm going up there. I'm going to have a good fucking time. Um, and as they trash my Bruins for not making the playoffs, all I got to say is, and how did you guys do? Oh, we made the playoffs. Oh, did you? Did you win the cup? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um... 22 years and, and and counting of the fucking, this is the longest drought in Montreal Canadian history, and I am enjoying every fucking day of it. Every fucking day of it. Um, and, you know, who's kidding? No, the Bruins, I don't know what we're going to do next year. I have no fucking idea how you replace Lucic. What do you do? You sign some fucking goon from Philly that that's supposed to fill the void? Um, I don't know. I'm still fucking shell-shocked what the Bruins did. We fucking do that shit every every fucking time. Somebody, well, you know, they wanted a 90-year contract and a bunch of money. At some point, you got to pay somebody. 
You got to get, how the fuck do you get rid of Lucic? Everybody had a bad year. He under fucking produced. Maybe you guys didn't put the right team on the fucking ice. What's he supposed to do? He's supposed to do all of it? All right, all right, all right. What am I doing? I'm yelling at my own fucking team here. Anyways, um, so yeah, so I'm doing two shows up in Montreal, um, Wednesday and Thursday of next week. So that would be 15 and se- the 22nd and the 23rd. I'm doing shows at a theater up there. I think if they're not sold out, they're close to being sold out. But if you'd like to watch me play drums when I'm up there, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, the 7 o'clock show, the goddamn comedy jam. I am going to be up there um, playing a song each night, having a great time, telling stories about uh, my failed drumming career and all the dumb, all the awful fucking... I wasn't even ever even in a band. I never even got my drums out of my basement. My people used to just come over and we would play and... Uh, you know, I was always the worst fucking guy. So I got plenty of funny stories to tell about that shit. So um, anyways, let's let's get to some of the fucking questions here for the week. Oh, you know what? I haven't done the fucking advertising for this week. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Where are we? Come on, Bill. For fuck's sakes. Can you for once in your life learn how to come? Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank God that's done. Thank Christ that's done. So, um... Anyways, I want to thank everybody for just sending in all these. Uh, oh, wait a minute. These Ford Galaxies. I got a couple here. America's Dream Cars. Oh, shit. Dude, that's the one right there. Holy fuck. That's the one. 65 Ford Galaxy 500 two-door. Runs very well. That means it's a piece of shit. 289 V8 motor, 47,000 miles. Liar! Automatic transition. White with Ivy interior. Looks like it's blue to me. All chrome is with the car. Oh, Jesus, this is getting bad. Original chrome, rust-free frame. Interior is original and needs to be restored. This is a North Carolina car. It is solid everywhere. If you're looking for a good driving classic... Price twenty five hundred bucks. Jesus Christ, can you go wrong? Oh my God, that might be the one. Thank you for ever whoever sent me that one. Um, all right, Garden. Oh, something got cut off here. It says Thursday podcast. Bill, I'm obsessed with, and then it just says T. I don't know what you're obsessed with. All right, Garden. Billy Green Thumb. I think someone used this before. I don't think they did. I was listening to old podcasts, and you were talking about making your, your makeshift garden out there in Los, Los Angeles. Can we have an update? Yeah, the update is we are in a biblical-level drought, and um, you know I'm not allowed to water my grass and that type of shit. So uh, you know I, I just water what I have. I got a couple of tomato plants. I got a lemon and lime tree. Can you believe I got a lime tree and not an avocado tree? What a fucking jerk-off. So um, I got to make sure I uh, I handle that. Oh, great. Why is it reloading? What is going on here? Um, I'm all for that, though, growing your own food and that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, during this time, I'm not, I'm not joking, man. I'm really going to try to eat a lot less fish than as much as I joke about it. That is a serious fucking problem. And uh, I'm going to try to 
I'm actually going to try to learn to make a couple of vegan meals that actually taste good because I'm always going to eat steak and that type of shit. But I'm just going to try to incorporate a couple of those things because uh, it keeps you in shape, man. It does. And it helps you lose fucking weight. So anyways, um, so that is the update. Uh, I wish I had a whole garden, but I don't. And um, I'm hoping eventually I can. I'm just hoping the water comes back here someday. And if it doesn't, I am going to take a bath on this house. (laughs) All righty. Music. Hey, Bill, my wife has great taste in music, except for stuff that really sucks. Uh, You kind of went two ways there. Um, Of Nia's music, what group or band or genre do you absolutely have? Do you have absolutely no ability to swallow? Um, My wife has unbelievable taste in music. particularly shit that I wouldn't be exposed to, especially at my age, a 47-year-old white guy. I'm not going to know what the latest, you know, even just hits are in the whole rap world. Um, and you guys owe me a big a big pat on the back there because I didn't use the expression hip-hop. I didn't want you guys to hear that coming out of my fucking mouth. Um, so I stay up, you know, she she's always listening to some fucking, you know, I like to make money, get turned, that shit. Got the white girl, market polo, or twerking polo, work that guy. Um, she, that shit, she listens to that um, Wyclef Rocky, whatever the fuck his name is. Hashtag Rocky. Money bags, dollar sign Rocky. I can't remember what his fucking name is. She listens to uh, Lil Wayne. Uh, she. Kanye, who I can't, I can't stand. I listen to that guy. He just t- tells me about how awesome he is and all the stuff he has. It's excruciatingly boring. Um, but he isn't. He's not bored with himself at all. He is absolutely amazed with how amazing he is. And God knows that's fun to listen to. <laughs> oh yes, by all means, tell me, tell me in another verse why you're so awesome. Um. Anyways. You know something? I'll tell you right now the stuff that it's not her music. She has great, great taste in music. And I like she's one of those people that you can just grab her fucking iPhone and put it on shuffle and just put it on at a party and nothing embarrassing comes on. Everybody's like, fuck, what song is that? What song is that? Like she's really uh, up on all the good fucking music. But um, so anyways, uh, the thing that bothers me is the shit that she watches on TV. Oh, Jesus Christ, does she watch some dumb shit, man. You know, and a lot of smart women watch that reality shit. Evidently, they like it, and even though they're smart, it's like, you know, I guess it's it's like me watching sports. Hang on one second. The company's here. I got to close the door. Hold on, hold on. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So anyway, she watches all those, uh, those fucking real housewives shows. But what she did recently, and this was devastating. What does that sound? I thought she I thought to my wife yelling at me. She put the TV on. This is my my wife bought Kim Kardashian. I'm just shitting on this whole couple. You know, God bless him. He sells out the Staples Center and she goes shopping. Whatever the fuck she does, right? God bless both of them. Continued success. Um she, she, Kim Kardashian put out this book, okay, and all the whole book is nothing but her selfies. 
She put out a book of selfies of herself, not like a bunch of people taking selfies. That would have been bad enough, but it was, it's all pictures of her. And the cover of it is her just standing there with her arms extended out, you know, taking a picture with the pouty lips and her hair all wet. And I, you know, you know, that overly used expression, like, you know, this marks the beginning of the end of civilization as we know it. I hate when people say that. All right. Because nothing does. It's a gradual decline. All right. It's just another step. But that thing there, if ever I was going to say, like, I got really got, I got depressed when I look at it. It makes me. It gives me this awful feeling when I look at it. I can't describe it. It's just like that I feel like there's a a shift in uh, just human behavior. I don't know what it is, but um, Cleo, relax. It's fine. You don't have to eat anybody. It's a company. Um, Sorry, the fucking dog's had its goddamn ears up. Um, So whenever I see it, the co- I, I always walk by and I always turn it over because on the back there's just writing of like, you know, I guess recommendations. Out of all the selfie books, I'll tell you, this one really, I just can't imagine anybody has taken enough selfies that it could fill up a fucking book and that you would think that someone would want to buy it and then somebody does and then you're married to it. It's just, it's, it's. And my wife admits, she goes, I know, I know, it's so bad, it's so bad, but I can't look away, I want, like, but this just, I I think that feeds into the, you know, wanting to be princesses and pretty and dressing up and getting ideas on how to fucking, you know, show off their tits in a new fucking way. I have no idea what it is, but um, I would say that that is, I'm actually getting depressed now, I don't know if you can hear it, my voice, just talking about it, like, more trees were cut down. <laughs> it's like they had like a meeting. Like, okay, you guys, like, which one of these is going to be the cover? We have to figure out what is worthy of the cover. Okay, which one? What is the photo? Like, they had to pick, like, like pace it. Like, like which selfie goes on the cover? Which is the first one that opens the book? Which is the you know you want to start strong. You know, the same way like you, you tell, we had to tell a story with these photos. Like there was fucking human beings sitting there thinking about that shit. And then they pitched the idea and somebody said yes. And then they made it. And then my wife bought it and it's in my fucking house. And I swear to God, if, if, if it wouldn't do like major damage to my relationship, I would throw it in the fireplace. <laughs> I, I she, And she's had it on the coffee table. She had it underneath the TV and she had it downstairs on top of her dresser. And each time I fucking turned it over like it was this bill that I didn't want to deal with it. And um, I would say it's that her music taste is unfucking believable. And she truly is one of the greatest people I've ever met. That's why I fucking married her. But, uh, you know, we all got our stuff. You know what I mean? I sit there and I watch sports and I scream about it and I get mad. And I, I, I'm trying to be empathetic and saying that that's just as fucking stupid. Um, but I don't think it is. I really don't. That fucking 
self-help book of selfies, not self-help, whatever the fuck it is, was, uh, I had to walk that one off. I had to really just be like, okay, yeah, we're married. And this is, this is, I know this isn't, doesn't mean anything about her, but Jesus fucking Christ. It's more the influence of that. Like that's going to influence somebody the way, the way when I saw great comedians, I wanted to be a comedian. They're like, I don't know. I guess whores need to be inspired too, right? That they're, I, I want to be the next Kim Kardashian. I, I got to take, start taking fucking self-help self. Why do I keep saying self-help selfies? Of myself. You know what? I'm glad you asked me that because I probably bummed all you guys out. You know, depressed you about all the fucking, uh, the goddamn uh, fishing out the oceans. So it serves me right that you guys ask me a question that makes me feel bad. Um, anyways, getting married. Finance question. Hey, Billy Galaxy. My lady and I are getting married in two weeks. Good for you, man. If you love her, that's the greatest fucking move you're ever going to make. Um, I never thought I'd say this. I actually love being married. I like going out, doing my spots. I like coming directly home. I like being in bed by 11. It's fucking great. Now that I'm not boozing, I'm getting up, I'm losing weight. I will tell you though, oh my God. I'm only a weekend. I drive by billboards and I just see a frosty fucking mug of beer. I'm just like, dude, I want 50 of those. I want fucking 50 of those. I'm one of those guys. I'm never going to just not drink. There's no fucking way. I like it too much. I'm not addicted to it. I just fucking love it. I can't wait for these fucking 72 days to get over so I can fuck my liver up again. <laughs> I fucking love it. And I and I am not ashamed to say it. You know, I'm not slapping around my wife. I'm not screaming at children. I get shit-faced in my own fucking home or I go out and do a, I'm a happy drunk. You know? I'm a happy fucking drunk. But uh, it's, it's really helping me to count down the days rather than to go up. Because so, to me to sit there and think I'm at day number seven and I'm trying to get to 72 is fucking brutal. But if I look at it the other way and it's like, hey, 65 more days for some reason. It's like when I'm on a treadmill. I'd rather count down from 60 minutes than start at one. I don't know why. That's how my brain works. What are you going to do for me? So anyway, what are you going to do for me? What, are you gonna, what do you want from me? I should have said. All right. My lady and I are getting married in two weeks. All is great. Very excited. Yada. Fucking yada. We both have good jobs, each making about 125 grand a year in Chicago. You guys are crushing it. Pay down your credit cards. Save up your fucking money and buy something that you can live in. And kick the shit out of the principal. All right? Have your money work for you. You earned it. It should work for you. My question is, what advice do you have for us regarding how to share in the finances moving forward? Do we keep separate accounts? One joint account for bills? Maybe have Nia weigh in on this. Um, yeah, I never did the joint account thing. If you're going to do the joint account thing, like you're really... Um, you're really taking a risk there because at any moment, especially in the Midwest, you know, your partner can get addicted to meth. Okay. And don't even fucking roll your eyes at me because I do road gigs and I know where the meth before and after fucking billboards are. You get out in the Midwest 
And, uh, you know, you drive through Iowa, you drive through Wyoming. I know maybe not in fucking, I don't know. I, I, I think that I'm a, I'm a fan of, um, separate accounts because, uh, I understand money and I don't blow it and I invest it as wisely as I possibly can, except for my drinking habits and, uh, my hobbies. (laughs) But, uh, that would be up to you. It'd be up to my, uh, one of my, one of my relatives got married and, uh, he said that was really freaky at first. And then, then it was cool. I don't think it's a big deal. Like I trust my wife to combine accounts and all that type of shit. To be honest with you, we just haven't, you know what I mean? Um, but that's something that, uh, that you guys should probably talk about. But I would say if she's not bringing it up, I wouldn't bring it up either. And if she does bring it up, be like, yeah, Hey, why don't we sit down and talk about that? And just have a serious conversation going like, all right, this is a tremendous, tremendous responsibility for me. Always put it on yourself so the listener will actually listen. All right? Don't come at me. Hey, fucking shit dick. You know, I don't want you fucking spending my money. Don't look at it. Don't come at them now because they'll shut down and get defensive. You got to come at them like this. Just be like, this is a huge responsibility. I want you to know this is a huge responsibility for me. Which then she'll have to say, well, it's a huge responsibility for me too, right? You'll get her to say that. You'll have her on tape saying that and just say, listen, you know, as much as we're married and we're combining our accounts, I respect the money that you're bringing into the account. And I want you to know that I would never like go out and buy either something sizable or a bunch of knickknacks that ended up being sizable chunk out of the fucking account out of respect for how hard you work. Okay. And really sit down and talk about money. Talk about how you want to invest it, learn about money and all that type of shit. Um, so you don't end up like one of these people who puts the money in there and you think everything's fucking fine. And then they're, they're, they got a credit card that they're fucking lighting up and then they attach your fucking, I don't know what. It's one bank account and they go, well, you got the money in there. It's under your name. We want our 15 fucking grand and seven, eight of that grand is yours. And that goes flying out the window because she bought a bunch of blouses and and shoes. And this shit can happen. All right. And I'm speaking from the male perspective because I am a guy and that doesn't make me a sexist. Okay, you know, I've been thinking a lot about these fucking groups, by the way, how dumb it is to to join a group and why it's doomed for failure. A lot of times it's because once you join a group that has a cause, you basically go into this think tank where everybody basically shares the same point of view. So you don't have anybody keeping you in check going like, well, you know, I don't know about that. Or, hey, you know, you insulted him a little bit, a little bit. You insulted him. So it's like. It becomes like when two conspiracy theories meet each other. And, you know, conspiracy theorists need somebody to be sitting there going like, dude, do you really think? Or, All right, dude, you know, I was with you till then. But if two conspiracy theorists meet each other, they just, uh, dude, you know what else? Oh, you know, you know what I heard? And they just fucking, they, they just go right down the rabbit hole. And I think a lot of times, why when I listen to like a lot of the feminists complaining it strikes me as funny because so much of the shit that they're bitching about, I relate to. It's like, yeah, that's happened to me. That has also happened to me. 20% of it, yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah, that's fucked up. 
you know, but just know that even if you got on par with guys, you're still staring at an 80% fuck over. That's the best I can give you. Is that sexist? If it is, I don't give a fuck. Um, so anyways, uh, I can't get over that Ford Galaxy, man. That is exactly what the fuck I'm looking for. Here's another great one. 2500 bucks. Now here's two-door. Let's see what we got here. Oh, Jesus, a bunch of parts laying around. This is my shit. Uh-oh. That interior is, oh, I'll tell you, it's a little bit rough, you know? That interior is too rough. God damn it. What's the engine looking like? Yeah, that's a hunk of shit. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me get a look at the last one. Jesus Christ. Andrew, you crushed it with these. Um, all right, this is, is it really interesting to have you guys looking at car, listening to me looking at cars that, that, that you can't fucking see? Um, oh, here's another guy, a 1998, a 68, sorry. <laughs> Couple years off there. Um, I don't know, kind of getting into that. I'm going to stick with the 65, though. 65 is badass. Um, here I go again. I'm doing this shit again. So anyways, uh, that's the podcast for this week. Um, once again, if you would like to donate to this podcast, and uh, 10% of the proceeds will go to the St. Jude hospital is uh anytime you go on amazon just go to amazon through my website which is basically billbird.com and you click on the merch page then you click on the amazon link doesn't cost you any extra money and they just kick me a little bit of cash for uh driving traffic their way um other than that that is the podcast for this week all right everybody you're gonna lose three pounds a week with me over the next eight weeks huh get on the fucking scale today Of course, it starts tomorrow. How about that? Tuesday. All right. We'll start tomorrow because you didn't know it was happening. Right? So it starts tomorrow. Go to the grocery store tonight. You get your oatmeal. You get your bananas, your apple, your orange, whatever the fuck you want. You get your turkey slices or whatever fucking meat you want. Um, You eat your fucking salads. One giant salad a day. And then at night, just get that protein. Even go vegan every once in a while at night. And then, you know what? Take a walk around the block. You have no idea what that would do. Hey, Nia. Hey, baby. Hey, really quickly. Uh, somebody wanted you to chime in on one of these fucking questions. This is so stupid. Why would I do? Oh, it does? Well, maybe maybe you can do it next week. Um, all right. I'm not going to ask you. Hey, Cleo, watch out. You're going to shut the fucking recorder off. All right. All right. Hey, people asked me, they said, they asked, um, of Nia's music, what group or band or, or genre do you have absolutely no ability to swallow? And I said none. I said you had this. You have great taste in music. That you, You're actually one of those few people that you can put your phone on shuffle at a party and you're not embarrassed. However, sit down. Stop trying to divide and conquer. There you go. Well, I, I, well it's going to work because the one thing that, that? I, I, the one thing I can't stomach... What's that? The Kim Kardashian selfie book. Like the cover of that book. Oh, yeah. No, I got that book, and I have no shame. I participate in all levels of pop culture. So if anybody has something to say. No, I'm saying it. Nobody oh, else is saying you it. You are saying it? I, I keep, okay. Can you do what me a favor it? with that book? What? You can lay it out anytime you want. Just, you, just, just, you always turn it over. Yes, have the cover turned over because that, okay. that depresses me. Why? I just I can't even put it into fucking like if you can't understand why because i just feel like there's this now this this 
I, I just hate her. I just can't stand her. No, but, I don't hate her. But like, why though? Why are people so bothered? Because it's because like, they're like constantly shoved down our throats. No, the, the complete press? narcissist. Oh yeah. And the the fact that I, you know, the six that whole fucking famous for being famous. You don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. You came into you fucking sucked a dick. You became famous. The family got behind it. Like, yeah, my daughter sucks the best dick in fucking Calabasas. It wasn't quite like that, but okay. All right, well, how, okay, I'm sure they had an honorable way of, of parlaying <laughs> that. Whatever. whatever. I'm, I'm trying not to be judgmental. Good for her. She sucked a dick. She got famous. And now she's got a selfie book and she's sitting there. Dude, it is just so. And it's like, so I, when I went to get it. I was surprised that it was sold out at this very independent and a hip section of L.A. It was sold out. They were like, oh, it's sold out as soon as we got it. This has nothing to do with other people. This so has to do with me. Oh, is this, this is about you. I'm sorry. Go I'm on. I'm just saying, you asked me why it depresses me. Yeah. Those fucking people, when I watch somebody take a selfie, mm-hmm. rather than just, I, look, I, you stand from the Hollywood sign, you click on whatever. Yeah. But when people hold it up over their head and then they're turning their head, trying to fucking look better looking than they are and, well, why and, you, and sticking your lips out. The duck lips is bad, but why wouldn't you try to look as good as possible in a picture that you're taking of yourself? That's what's so great about the selfie is that you can really see what angle looks best and what the lighting is. I think it's it's it makes a lot of sense. Logically, to me, it's it makes perfect sense to adjust yourself before you just take a picture. Just, just like that? No, I want to make sure that I'm looking right. That's the whole point. Why are you why do you look confused? You know what? I am old enough to know that I am not going to convince you otherwise. So, God bless you and in the selfies. Thank just, you. just do me. If you can, can, can we have a compromise? You just turn the book over. I will just keep it somewhere where it's not in your line of vision, since you're so offended by it. How about I'm not you? offended by it. It just it depresses me to look at it. Well, I don't want to depress you. Um, oh, don't be so. condescending. Just okay. Go on. <laughs> Just, just get out of no, here. No, no, I'm just. I will. Just, I'll, I'll keep it out of your sight. I'll keep it out of your sight. Okay. Are you writing That's that not, down right now? No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying something else <laughs> for you. <laughs> Do you want to tell the, the the caffeinated, not the caffeinated story? I I would. Can we save that for uh, just checking in on you? Yes. Because I gotta go. Okay, get out of here. Because I gotta wrap this up, and our right. internet sucks here, and this will take me four hours to fucking upload. Um. All right, that's the podcast for this week. On Thursday, I will tell you guys the story of the uh, decaffeinated, not decaffeinated. Uh, you know, I fucked up. I fucked up getting this tea with my wife, and she, and she tried to say I wasn't listening, and I actually was listening, but I thought decaffeinated, not decaffeinated. I thought that that's what the two flavors were. Um, but it's a long fucking story. All right. That was confusing. That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. And uh, God bless all of you. Go take some selfies. You know, put out your fucking, and you do the little peace sign too. Like whatever that's for. You know, like you're out. Even though you're not in my life. Um, I know, I'm just a crabby old man. I'll go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you. I'll check in on you on Thursday.